Welcome to the Pleasant Green Missionary Baptist Church Sunday School lesson for Sunday, December 17, 2023. I am Reverend Mary Tillman, an associate minister at Pleasant Green, and I will be the presenter of today's lesson. The winter quarter study is Faith That Pleases God. We're in Unit 1 and our theme, Profiles in Faith. This is lesson number three in Unit 1, Profiles in Faith. The lesson title in the Townsend Press Sunday School Commentary is The Family of Faith. And in the Faith Pathway Bible Studies for Adults, the lesson title is God Brings Outsiders In. Our devotional reading, Psalm 9, verses 1 through 14. The background scriptures, and there are several of them, Matthew chapter 1, verses 1 through 17, Genesis chapter 38, Joshua chapter 2, Joshua chapter 6, verses 22 through 25, 2 Samuel chapter 12, verse 24, and the book of Ruth chapter 4, verses 13 through 22. Our print passage Matthew chapter 1, verses 1 through 17. Our key verse is the first verse, and I will be reading this week's lesson. I'll be using the New Living Translation Bible. So it may read a little different than your translation. So our key verse, Matthew 1, verse 1, from the New Living Translation Bible, it reads, This is a record of the ancestors of Jesus the Messiah, a descendant of King David and of Abraham. The unifying principle, most people want to research their family of origin. How does our knowing or understanding the genealogy of our families provide insight into who we are? The Gospel of Matthew highlights surprising twists in Joseph's genealogy by the non-traditional mention of Gentiles and women and, in so doing, demonstrates God's faithfulness to and inclusion of all people. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you so much for the opportunity to study our lesson. We thank you for this genealogy lesson of the birth of our Savior, proving without a doubt that he was both human and divine. We thank you for an understanding of the lesson. Open our eyes and our insight that we may be better tomorrow than we were on yesterday. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's look at our lesson introduction. This week, we continue our winter quarter studies entitled Faith That Pleases God series. Any person seeking God must believe that God exists and know that God rewards those who diligently seek him. In this quarter, we will learn additional knowledge about faith that pleases God as we review the description of faith and observe faith in action. We will understand why it is so important to have faith that pleases God in our lifestyle of faith today. Unit 1, entitled Profiles in Faith, has five lessons drawn from the books of Ruth, 1 Samuel, and Matthew. As we review these profiles in faith, we begin to see faith in action. 
This week's lesson draws on the stories of the women named in Matthew chapter 1, showing how God's plan unfolds in ways we often least expect. So, get your Sunday school book, Bible, pen and notepad and follow along as we go forward with this wonderful lesson. Let's get started. The title of our lesson is God Brings Outsiders In. There are three questions for you to consider. Question number one, why is it significant that Matthew begins his gospel with Christ's genealogy? Question number two, how does Matthew's genealogical account illustrate Christ's inclusive attitude toward humanity? And question number three, why would Matthew's tracing of Christ's genealogy back to Adam be essential to his Jewish audience? Let's look at the lesson's biblical context. This week's lesson is in the book of Matthew. Matthew is one of the four Gospels. Matthew was written especially for the Jews, and the purpose is to prove that Jesus is the Messiah, that Jesus is the eternal King, and to present clear evidence that Jesus is the Messiah, the Savior. Matthew is filled with Messianic language, such as the son of David is used throughout the book of Matthew. The author is Matthew, also known as Levi. Matthew became one of Jesus' disciples and was a Jewish tax collector who collected taxes for the Romans before Jesus called him to follow him. He was a dishonest tax collector driven by greed. The collector's job was to collect taxes from the people. They were despised and hated. In addition to what was collected for the Romans, the tax collectors collected additional monies for themselves. They were greedy and dishonest. They cheated the people out of money for themselves. They were rich. They got rich off of the people. Tax collectors were notoriously corrupted because they extorted far and above what was owed to ensure their personal profit. But Jesus called Matthew to be one of his disciples. From that time on, instead of collecting taxes for the Romans, Matthew collected souls for Christ. In Matthew's gospel, the story of Jesus, the Messiah, does not begin with his birth, but rather with the story of Israel. Matthew believed the only way his readers could make sense of the life of Jesus from his birth to his resurrection was to refer back to the beginning of Israel's story. Matthew begins his account by giving Jesus' genealogy. He then tells of Jesus' birth and early years. The Gospel of Matthew links the Old and New Testaments and contains many references that show how Jesus fulfilled Old Testament prophecy. For this lesson's context, biblical genealogy is important because it demonstrates that God loves imperfect people, outsiders from his covenant people, and includes them into his plan of salvation. Matthew also accounts for Jesus' public ministry. In Matthew's final chapters, he focuses on Jesus' final days on earth. This week's lesson is in Matthew chapter 1, 
This chapter shows that Jesus is the King of Kings. It proves the right of Jesus to the throne. This lesson emphasizes the significance of Jesus's genealogy and God's faithfulness to include all people in his plan of salvation. Jesus's genealogy highlights saints and sinners, Jews and Gentiles, men and women, faith heroes, and those considered as outsiders. The aims for this week's lesson, and there are three of them. Aim number one, trace God's provision through the difficult life circumstances of Tamar, Rahab, Ruth, and Bathsheba. Aim number two, value moments of God's providential care in their own lives. Aim number three, draw a timeline of their lives or congregational life and identify significant moments of God's provision or direction. There are three lesson outlines in the Adult Pathway Sunday School book. I will share two key points from each of these outlines and expound some on each of them. The first outline is Christ's genealogy, God's grace, Matthew chapter 1, verses 1 through 6. The second outline is Christ's genealogy, God's purpose, Matthew chapter 1, verses 7 through 11. And the third outline is Christ's genealogy, God's salvation, Matthew chapter 1, verses 12 through 17. Let's begin our analysis of the biblical text with the first lesson outline, Christ's genealogy, God's grace. And this is Matthew chapter 1, verses 1 through 6. Matthew begins to unfold the lineage of Jesus. Key point number one. Matthew traces the genealogy of Jesus. To validate that claim that Jesus was Israel's Messiah, Matthew begins his gospel with Jesus' genealogy, tracing Jesus' ancestry to Solomon, David, Jacob, and Abraham. To the Jews, genealogies were a matter of importance because after the exile, they used genealogies to prove their ancestry. Matthew grouped Jesus' ancestors into three groups and 14 generations. And we will read this later in verse 17. Abraham to David is 14 generations. From David to the exile to Babylon, there are, four, there are 14 generations. And 14 generations from the exile to the Messiah, representing all 42 generations. And I know you've heard it said over and over again in sermons and in teachings that Jesus left his royal throne in glory, came down through 42 generations to earth for our sins. There you have it. And the scriptures I just explained. Verse number one, and I will be reading from the New Living Translation Bible this week. This is a record of the ancestors of Jesus the Messiah, a descendant of King David and of Abraham. Matthew began by showing that Jesus was a descendant of Abraham, the father of all Jews, and a direct descendant of David. 
Matthew is writing to the Jews to show that Jesus was a descendant of the father Abraham. Tracing Jesus' genealogy through real people validated Jesus' humanity. Verse number two, Abraham was the father of Isaac. Isaac was the father of Jacob. Jacob was the father of Judah and his brothers. Verse number three, Judah was the father of Perez and Zerah. Their mother was Tamar. Perez was the father of Hezron. Hezron was the father of Ram. Verse 4. Ram was the father of Amenadab. Amenadab was the father of Nashon. Nashon was the father of Salmon. Verse number 5. Salmon was the father of Boaz. His mother was Rahab. Boaz was the father of Obed. His mother was Ruth. Obed was the father of Jesse. Verse 6, Jesse was the father of King David. David was the father of Solomon. His mother was Bathsheba, the widow of Uriah. And you know that story of David and Bathsheba and how David had Bathsheba's husband, Uriah, killed on the front line of the war. Moving right along, the first section of Matthew's genealogy of Christ takes us from Abraham to David and links him to these significant Jewish patriarchs and demonstrates God's non-discrimination toward humanity. Because Abraham and David were two of Israel's most prominent ancestors, Matthew needed to trace Jesus' genealogy or lineage as the promised seed of Abraham through David's real life. The first section of Christ's genealogy is vital and significant for another reason. It illustrates God's love for imperfect people and magnifies his grace. It is important to note that Jesus' lineage is filled with imperfect, sinful people, including liars, adulterers, murderers, harlots, and idolaters. Key point number two, Jesus included four women in the genealogy of Jesus Christ. Among the saints and sinners, unfamiliar men, righteous men of faith, a host of murderers, drunkards, adulterers, idolaters, and sinners, as mentioned earlier, are listed in Jesus' family tree and the names of five women. They are Rahab, Ruth, Tamar, Bathsheba, and Mary. Listing women in a genealogy in the first century was very rare unless the women were particularly admired or respected. Listing women of questionable reputation, background, or history was never considered. Matthew's conclusion, or Matthew's inclusion, I should say, of Tamar, Rahab, Ruth and Bathsheba is an obvious invitation to the reader to discover why God wanted Matthew to highlight these women in God's son's heritage. This is another illustration of God's gracious love for all people. These women listed, Tamar, Rahab, Ruth, Bathsheba, and Mary, 
are representatives of outsiders, those who were not included among Israel's elect. These women were considered cultural or ethnic outsiders, yet God chose them and he used them in prominent places in Jesus' genealogy. These names are mentioned to show God's grace to humanity. Tamar, Rahab, Ruth, and Bathsheba became heroes of Israel's faith because they helped in their own way to preserve the line of David, just like Mary, the mother of Jesus. This is a reminder to us today that God's grace is available to forgive sinners and will use them to fulfill his purpose. Outline number two, Christ's genealogy, God's purpose. We find this in Matthew chapter 1, verses 7 through 11. The second section of the next 14 generations traces Jesus' lineage from Solomon to Jehoiakim, king of Judah, when the Jews were exiled to Babylon. God's purpose was for David's descendants to rule Israel forever. Key point number one, Christ's genealogy demonstrates that God's purpose cannot be blocked, hampered, or diverted by humanity's actions. Let's look at the lineage. Verse 7, Solomon was the father of Rehoboam. Rehoboam was the father of Abijah. Abijah was the father of Asaph. Verse 8, Asaph was the father of Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat was the father of Jehoram. Jehoram was the father of Uzziah. Verse 9. Uzziah was the father of Jotham. Jotham was the father of Ahaz. Ahaz was the father of Hezekiah. Verse 10. Hezekiah was the father of Manasseh. Manasseh was the father of Amos. Amos was the father of Josiah. Verse 11, Josiah was the father of Jehoiakim and his brothers, born at the time of the exile in Babylon. All the names of the kings of Judah just listed represent the good, the bad, and the ugly. Key point number two. We see God's grace and willingness to include and use sinful humanity to accomplish his will. Among the kings listed were those guilty of leading the nation into apostasy and idolatry, corrupting their succeeding offspring and oppressing the people. These kings were guilty of leading the nation down a path not pleasing to God. However, God's purpose was for David's descendants to rule Israel forever, and they did precisely that from Solomon to Jehoiakim. See 2 Samuel chapter 7, verse 16, and 2 Kings chapter 24, verses 8 through 17. Nothing could interrupt the fulfillment of God's singular purpose of redeeming fallen humanity through David's promised descendant, Jesus Christ.
Outline number three, Christ's genealogy, God's salvation. Matthew chapter one, verses 12 through 17. Key point number one, Matthew continues with Jesus's genealogy to prove that Jesus is the descendant of both King David and Abraham. Verse 12, after the Babylonian exile, Jehoiakim was the father of Shealtiel, and Shealtiel was the father of Zerubbabel. Verse 13, Zerubbabel was the father of Abiud. Abiud was the father of Elikim. Elikim was the father of Azar. Verse 14, Azar was the father of Zadok. Zadok was the father of Achim. Achim was the father of Eluit. Zerubbabel, as we read in verse 12, was granted permission and was privileged to lead the first group of exiles back to their homeland at the close of the Babylonian exile. This represented a time of ultimate salvation to come to the fifth woman listed in Christ's genealogy, Mary. Verse 15, Iliad was the father of Eleazar. Eleazar was the father of Mathan. Mathan was the father of Jacob. Verse 16, Jacob was the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary. Mary was the mother of Jesus, who is called the Messiah. Because Mary was a virgin when she became pregnant, Matthew lists Joseph as the husband of Mary and not the father of Jesus. Matthew carefully avoided identifying Jesus as Joseph's physical son. Although Joseph was the stepfather of Jesus Christ, Matthew uses Joseph's legal position as Jesus' father to establish that Jesus legally descended from Abraham and David. Key point number two, both Mary and Joseph were direct descendants of David. Mary's ancestry line is recorded in the Gospel of Luke, and you can read that in Luke chapter 3, verses 23 through 28. Verse 17, all those listed above include 14 generations from Abraham to King David and 14 from David's time to the Babylonian exile, and 14 from the Babylonian exile to the Messiah. As noted, Matthew divided Israel's history into three sets of 14 generations. The third set of Christ's genealogy closes in verses 12 through 17 with the nation's physical redemption from Babylon and her restoration to the land of promise, as well as looking forward to humanity's spiritual salvation through Jesus Christ. Fulfilling God's saving work was Christ's mission for coming to the earth. Christ came to bring salvation to sinful humanity and reconcile them to God through the forgiveness of sin. The genealogy listed in Matthew chapter 1 illustrates God's grace, and desire to bring outsiders into the ark of safety, 
without discriminating. In summary, despite sinful behavior, disobedience, or ethnicity, God used the men and women in Jesus' genealogy to accomplish his plan to bring outsiders in for salvation. God's work is not limited by human failures or their sins. God works through ordinary people, people like you and me. He can use anyone to help him in his work. God uses the faith of different people from different walks of life to fulfill his purpose. Just as he used different people to bring his son into the world, he uses all kinds of people today to accomplish his will. Again, fulfilling God's saving work was Christ's mission for coming to earth. Christ came to bring salvation to sinful humanity and reconcile them to God through the forgiveness of sin, despite sinful behavior, disobedience, or ethnicity. We understand that Jesus is the one that took us back in reconciliation to God. It took him to come down into a sinful world to pay the debt that you and I could not pay. It's because of the blood that we have a right to the tree of life. Closing thought and question. Regardless of one's heritage or personal history, anyone who fully places his or her trust in God can be confident of God's love and joyful assurance he can use anyone for his purposes. God's attitude is that no one is beyond his divine acceptance and use. And the question, what is your attitude regarding the outsiders? I hope you got a thought from the lesson today. I enjoyed going through the lineage and the ancestry of Jesus, and I hope you found it rather interesting to see the connection. Let us pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we come thanking you for the opportunity to study this lesson. Thank you for opening our understanding, giving us clarity in how our Savior was both human and divine, and that it is because of him that we have the opportunity to have eternal life with you. Thank you again for this lesson. Bless us is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. I hope you have a wonderful day today. God bless you and to all a happy holiday.